based on what the two origins of the churches are? Yes. No, those are not ordinances. Those are officers. Well, maybe I didn't go through these. Uh, turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. Someone up there waiting for a second Now I praise thee, brethren, that you remember me in all things, and keep the ordinances as I delivered unto them unto you. Alright, so there is some ordinances that were left for us. And we'll get into these eventually. One of them is baptism, the other is the Lord's Supper. Uh, we'll find those in study number 9 and study number 12. Um, and the third thing he said here, not only is the church to be a commission organization, but it also is to be financed. Um, again, what does it mean to be financed? Well, again, it takes uh, the Lord's money to run it. Uh, these lights don't stay on without money. Uh, these, uh, the activities that we have in the church don't, 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 are not about money. So there has to be some way to be able to provide for the church and the people of the church. So what we do is we have the Bible teaches on the idea of tithing and stewardship. We will get to that eventually. And then lastly, we have for today, uh, we'll be done pretty quick, uh, and we'll finish up the church. The church in me, and uh, these are things that are learned about the New Testament church and how they should be applied. So here's some practical suggestions for you to receive great personal and family blessings from your church. First of all, letter A, we need to join it. We need to join it. Uh, turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2 in verse 47. Acts chapter 2 and verse 47. The Bible says, Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as be saved. So, again, I go back to the first point here. It is the will of God for every born-again believer to be a member of of a sound, Bible-believing New Testament church. Now notice he didn't just say in this statement uh, that he's to be a member of a church. What did he say? A Bible-believing. What does he mean by Bible-believing? Well, you actually take the Word of God and you believe it. If it says something, you do it. You don't just follow your own group of rules like the Catholic Church does. I was talking to a young lady yesterday as we were out soul winning. And she was telling me that the only way that you can get to heaven is by uh, going to purgatory. Well, the Bible doesn't teach purgatory. It teaches there's a heaven and there's a hell. And if you don't accept Christ as your Savior, you're on your way to hell. If you die in your sins, you're on your way to hell. But, as the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. The idea there is that as Christians, boy, God has saved us. He has taken our sins away. We are now on our way to heaven. That is what the Bible teaches. If you have a church that teaches that you have to get to good, good to heaven by good works, listen to me, you are wrong. You say, why is that? Because the Bible does not teach us. Titus uh, 3.5 says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy... He saves us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Listen, Jesus Christ 
comes, our Holy Spirit comes and He uh, lives inside of you. He regenerates you. He makes you the Christian that you need to be. You, you are now Christ's. If you don't teach that, guess what you're going to teach? You're going to teach something like a works philosophy. That it depends on your own good works to get to heaven. The Bible is very clear. It does not teach that. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If you don't believe that, listen to me, you will get caught up with people who believe that purgatory is a part of salvation. You will get caught up in believing that baptism is your salvation. You will get up and caught up in believing that good works is your salvation. But that is not the truth. If you're going to be a Bible believer, if you're going to be a Christian, God wants you to be part of a Bible believing. Not only Bible believing, but New Testament church. There are some people out there that think that we're still the, the children of Israel. We are not. We are now a new dispensation, which is the New Testament church. And you can find through Acts, and you can find through uh, Philippians, you can find through Ephesians, how the New Testament church was supposed to act. If they're not following the guidelines of the New Testament church, listen to me, you're in a bad church. You need to find a new church. Alright, so the second thing he says here, it says the Acts 2.47, let's fill in the blanks, says the, what's the word? Anybody know? Wow. No. Look at your Bible, Acts chapter 2, verse 47, and the, the Lord, O-R-D, write that down so everybody can see it, the Lord, added to the what? Added to the what? The church. C-H. U R C H. All right. What does it say here? And the Lord added to the church what? Daily. Daily. Boy. We're in this day and age, boy, you would think that the Lord would be doing the same thing. He's going to add to the church daily. Well, that's a pretty interesting perspective. But the Bible says that they were added, meaning if they were added, they had a membership, meaning they were a part of the church. And that is important to understand. Some people say, well, I can just go ahead and, and uh, I'll just attend church. I just won't be a part of it. Well, we're a local body of believers. In order to join the church, you need to join it. <laughs> you can't just say, well, I'm going to do what I feel like. I'm going to go to this church this day, go to this church this day. No, when you join the church, you're basically saying, I am with this church, I am with this pastor, I am with this body of believers, and I am going to be faithful to it. And how can you be faithful to it? Well, here we go. We need to first of all love it. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25. Ephesians 5, 25. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 5, in verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. This idea here is that as a Christian boy, uh, husbands are supposed to first of all love their wives. How are they supposed to love their wives? 
like Christ loved the church. Boy, I'll tell you what. Christ died for our sins. He loved the church so much that he died. I don't know many husbands that are, have that same spirit. Do they want to die for their wife? They should, right? Boy, that's such a great comparison there. But the Bible says, Husband, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. So, Christ has what? What do you think it is? Can you get there? Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Alright. So not only should you love it, you need to join it, but you need to love it, and you also need to support it. Now turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Hebrews chapter 10, and verse 25. We find in verse 25, uh, Chloe, why don't you read that for me? Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is. Alright, your church is the place where you will grow, find comfort and fellowship, and serve the Lord. So it tells you to write it out here. But the important thing here is it says, Not to forsake the assembling of yourselves, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. People don't understand this, but the church was given to you to keep you accountable. Listen, if, if I'm not coming to church and I'm not being faithful to church, how do you know what I'm doing as a Christian? How do you know if I'm being faithful? The Bible says what? Exhorting one another. This idea here that we can just be a Lone Ranger Christian, we don't have to be a part of church, we do whatever we want. Uh, but Lord told us he doesn't want us a Lone Ranger Christian. You need some other Christian to exhort you what? Daily, the Bible says. And it says, even more as, uh, uh, as we see the day approaching. Do you think we're closing, closer to Christ's return today than we were when Paul was around? I would have to say yes. Yes. So it's important to understand that we are to support the church. Uh, and the way that you support it is to attend many services and meetings of your church as you can. Decide in your heart never to miss a service unless providentially hindered. I've heard people say, well, i got a little bit of a sniffle. Now, don't get me wrong. In this day and age, we have COVID. Um, I don't want people coming to church if they're truly sick. But don't find every reason that the Lord has put in your, or that the devil has put in your heart to believe that it's okay to miss church. Be unmovable in that understanding. Find what God wants you to do and say, okay, God, I'm going to do it no matter what. And that goes for everything. Tithing, uh, witnessing. Uh, being faithful to devotions. These are all basics that God has given us, and yet uh, so many Christians will find an ex small excuse not to do it. I'll tell you what, yesterday I was thinking about quitting on uh, going out soul winning. Boy, I tell you what, the devil worked on me overtime. Now, there was reasons. I had problems with my mechanic. I had problems with other things. But God gave me an, a strength to go out soul winning yesterday. Why? Because he wanted me to. And I had to trust him with it. Listen, if you're going to, if you're going to be part of a local church, you've got to support it. Plan to uh, attend the church meetings. Plan to be a part of the services. Uh, too many Christians have taken that responsibility that God has given us uh, to be faithful and support a church and uh, 
uh, to financially help it as just a suggestion. The Bible very clearly says here that what? Not to forsake the assembling of ourselves. Give every opportunity you can. I love the fact that when I was a kid, my dad would always keep us coming to church. No matter what day it was, uh, we would be there. Sometimes, when I was growing up, we'd be there seven days a week. Uh, it was nice that we had an academy there at, the, at Fairhaven. But uh, the blessing is, is that you will find God will bless you when you're faithful to His will. Spiritually, financially, and mentally, God will bless you. All right. So we find not only do we need to join it, love it, support it, but another letter D is what? Value it. Value it. Brooklyn, did you put that up there? Did you put the love in? Did you put the hearts up there? You did, didn't you? You are so cheesy. All right, here we go. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. Turn to Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. Bible says in verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. Alright, what did those that were added to the church continue in? Verse 41. Brooklyn, what did they continue in? And then they that gladly received his word. No, no, just answer. What did they continue in? Huh? They, yep, they doc, apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And what else? Every good Baptist does this. Breaking of bread. Breaking of bread. That's right. Breaking of bread is what? We're just over there breaking bread, loaves of bread left and right. Is that what they're talking about? Huh? Eating. Eating together. Okay, so good fellowship will always include eating some food together. All right? If you're a good Baptist, you will eat some food together. We're having our anniversary Sunday today, and... I'm uh, looking forward to some good food. But listen, that's part of breaking of bread. Um, in prayers and fellowship. What is prayers? What week, day of the week do we have a prayer meeting? Thursday. Thursday night. It's our midweek prayer service. Uh, we have a fellowship meal, right? Uh, we also, as we're doing right now, we're going through the doctrines of the, of the Bible. This is all the things that the, the, church, that the early church did. They what? They were in the Apostles' Doctrine. They were in fellowship. They were in breaking of bread, and they were in prayers. There was a certain understanding of these things that they were going to do. So we know that they continued in these things. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. If you'd like to know where we're at, we're at the bottom of page number 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 15. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 15. I love this verse because this really defines what the church should be. But it says in verse 11, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure and stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into all things, which is the head, even Christ. I, I think this is it, right? The apostles what? Apostles what? 
Let's go back to your verses in, in verse 42. It was the apostles. Let me write it up here. You don't know what it is. What were they following? Doctrine? Yes. Good job. It was the apostles' doctrine. What was that doctrine that they were talking about? Well, if you go back to Ephesians chapter 11, verse 4, 4 for 15, it was to what? It was to help the church. It was to bring the church forward. It was to perfect the saints and perfect the work of the ministry. There was a definite need for the apostles' doctrine. And we find that in verse 15. It says in verse 12, it says, For the perfecting of saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The whole purpose of following the apostles' doctrine was for this right here, for the perfecting of the saints. Turn your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. says here, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things. Alright, now this is uh, speaking to Timothy. Thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast obtained. But refuse profane and old wise fables, exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of life that now is and that of that which is to come. Boy, what a great example here that we find. There is a reason why I don't exercise a lot. No, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I do need to exercise. It is an important part of life. But let's go a step further. What is he trying to say here? Is he saying you shouldn't exercise? No. What he's saying here, he says, Godliness profiteth unto all things. And listen, I'll go a step further to say that you take good care of yourself when you're a good Christian. Why? Because you believe this is the temple, right? You don't drink. You don't smoke. Uh, you don't do drugs. Why? And that even includes the drug of your choice, which could be a Big Mac, okay? Uh, or a Burger King, all right? You got to be careful. And it's important to understand that just the other day I went out to, um, uh, went with uh, Brooklyn and we went out soul winning and we stopped at McDonald's on the way home and boy, I paid the price. I forgot how much those uh, uh, quarter pounders with cheese have so much fat and grease in them. My gallbladder was screaming at the end of the night. But the idea there is what? We are to value the church. Now we have one more, a couple more verses. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 2. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 2. We find here in verse 2. Let you get there for a second. Again, just commandments here that are given to them to remember to follow the apostles' doctrine. It says that ye may be mindful of words which were spoken before by the holy prophets of the commandments of the apostle of our Lord and Savior. So the idea there is what he's trying to tell them. He says, listen, you need to be listening to what? The apostles' doctrine. What was the apostles' doctrine? Well, we find this all throughout the New Testament, don't you? You find Paul's teaching. You find Peter's teaching in First and Second Peter. You find uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are all the apostles' doctrine that he is talking about. And then we have our last verse, which is Jude, verse 17. Again, Jude doesn't have only one chapter, so we just go by verse. Jude, verse 17. This is all around the idea of the church and me. 
And this is how you value it. Verse 17, But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, he's saying, listen, remember, these are the words you need to follow. Uh, some Christians say, well, hey, you know what, I, I'm listening to so-and-so. I'm listening to Dr. Uh, Psychiatrist Wigglejaw. I don't know. Whoever you're espousing to. The Bible doesn't tell us to listen to them. He says even to what? Abstain from old wives' fables. What is those old wives' fables? Well, they are uh, way, they have been generational or uh, traditional things that have been taught that might be incorrect. What the Bible teaches is what we should listen to. Let God be true and every man a what? Liar. There is an important philosophy that God is teaching here and that is strictly from the Apostles' Doctrine, which we find through the New Testament and also the Old Testament. Alright, so we find the Apostles' Doctrine. 1 John chapter 1, verse 3. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 3. says, that which we have seen and heard and declare we unto you, that you may also have what? Fellowship. fellowship. Fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Again, these disciples, these apostles, were not just preaching their own doctrine. Whose doctrine were they preaching? Chloe? Huh? Not their own. Who's, whose doctrine were they preaching? Look. In verse 3, truly our fellowship is what? With the Father, with Jesus Christ. They were taking this from Christ himself. Again, another reason for the inspiration of God. All right, so this is the church of me. And then uh, breaking of bread. Again, I've defined this a little bit. Uh, we find in verse 46, we already read this in Acts chapter. You can go ahead and turn back there if you'd like. Acts chapter uh, 2, verse 46. It says, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. I love this. This is really the quintessential church. When you find this verse here, you find that they literally had the enjoyment of sitting down and eating with each other. I've been in churches where you find that people don't like to sit down and eat with each other. Why? Because they've literally got a spirit against each other. They don't have the spirit of Christ. There's no unity. But here we find that they are breaking of bread. He puts a little note in here. He says, this is not partaking the Lord's Supper for three reasons. One, there is no mention of the cup. Two, it is with a progressive meal rather than a single memorial meal. And three, the Lord's Supper is distinguished from eating at homes. So turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 20 and 22. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 20 and 22. What does he say? When ye come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, everyone taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry, and another is drunken. What? Have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. He put a very 
bold statement out there about the Lord's Supper. Again, some people say, well, this is talking about the Lord's Supper. No, it's not. The breaking of bread dealt with literally the fellowship of the saints. It should be something that we want to do on a, on a, on a monthly, or it says daily, but on a monthly basis. Not all of us have that ability to meet together every uh, day, but every month or maybe every uh, a week if we could. We do a monthly fellowship in the church, right? But you see here, it's not just the church. The coming together is where he wants it. He wants it to be where? In your houses, okay? And it's important to understand that it was something that they used to be able to what? Exhort one another daily. Now, church is just the basics, right? This is the church. That's the basics in fellowship. You're coming here for what? Fellowship. Accountability. What's the third thing that you come here for? Okay. Exhorting, right? Being taught. That's the basics of what the church is. But is there something else? It's under the umbrella of the church, but what do you find in the New Testament? Did they just meet in this place right here? No, they met in houses. Right? Not worship service, but for fellowship. There was no idea in their minds that they were love their brother and sister in Christ. So much so they would go over to their house. I try to do that. I know me living a little bit further away than most people. It's kind of a drive. But I like people to come over to my house. I want them to know me. I want them to have that fellowship with me. It's important to understand this. It's the basics of our Christian living. So understand here that the uh, breaking of bread is eating. It's coming together. Kind of like what we're doing today uh, for the fellowship meal uh, for our anniversary Sunday. And then we find in our last part for today, we'll be done. Acts chapter 4 and verse 23 through 31. Acts chapter 4. All right, Chloe, read that uh, first two verses for me. Sister Lene, read uh, the next two. Brother Rolando, if you'd read the next two after that. And then Andrea, if you could read the next two after that. And being let go, we went to the old company and recruited all the chief priests and the elders and sons. And when they heard that, they looked up to their voices, voiced to God with one accord, and said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all men. Who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage, and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word, 
by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Could you read the next one for me, Andrea? And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Whoa, what a great example. And then Acts chapter 12, verse 12. Um, Brooklyn, why don't you read that for me? And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. All right, so what do we find here? What was the fourth thing that we found here? Not only did they break bread, they had fellowship, they had doctrine, but what was the fourth thing that they met, met together for? Prayer. Prayer, right? And do you say, can we say as a New Testament church we do that? Well, I hope so. We have a Thursday night service specifically dedicated to what? Prayer. Um, now, I do have a little decide. I try to keep it in under 30 minutes uh, to encourage brothers and sisters in Christ. But the whole purpose of the Thursday night prayer service is a prayer meeting. I thought it was interesting. I've been to churches where the basics, the prayer meeting is like five seconds, five minutes. I do believe we should be spend more than five minutes in prayer. There needs to be a prayer, a desire to pray for every Christian believer. And I believe we can't do it. Cassie's got this sign that sits in our living room that says, prayer changes things. And sometimes I'll have to say, there have been times in my life where I did not believe that. And it's sad. Christians need to have a desire not only to pray, but to see God answer prayer. Because when the Bible says that if you don't get that answer to prayer, you can't try new faith. You can't see God work. The only way you increase your faith is by what? Praying? How about exercising it? Right? And I gave that example of how people go to the gym and boy, they if they just sit there at the couch, like they got this Planet Fitness that we and Cassie signed up for recently. And we walked in and I said, well, can you give me a tour of the facility? So me and Cassie went with the lady through the, the facility. And we went to this one room and they had hydro massages. And they had tanning things. And they had all these, like, relaxing things that you can do and sit there. They got these chairs that pulsate and you can sit there and watch TV and I thought, is this a gym? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the idea there is if I just go to the gym just for those reasons, yeah, maybe I'll be relaxed, but will I be exercising? No. I'll be literally getting worse. I'll be sitting on my haunches. I'll be laying down. I won't be getting anything good out of that. Well, maybe a little bit less tension, but... Outside of that, really, I'm not exercising. The same, the idea of prayer, you're exercising your faith when you're praying. You're saying, God, please open this door. Please have an opportunity. As I gave the example of Adoniah Judson, when he became a, a missionary to Burma or current, uh, current Myanmar, he came over from United or from um, um, uh, Britain, and he had believed in the, that baptizing was an important part of salvation or, or uh, baptizing babies was okay, and he realized it was wrong. And so halfway through his trip to Myanmar or Burma, he decided he did not believe what the Church of Christ was teaching or uh, the Congregation Church was teaching, and he became a Baptist halfway through. At the other end, he basically had to send a letter back to the people saying, don't send us support because we don't believe in your institution and what you teach, and we believe it's unbiblical. 
he literally had to lose all that support. Here's a man already over in Burma or Myanmar. And it wasn't like today where you could send out internets or, or emails or you can get on the internet and send people stuff or voice chat or Zoom. Everything had to be done through the mail. And here he is in a third world country back in the 1800s with no support. What do you think he did? He got on his knees and he prayed. And God provided for him. And I'd like to see that same thing not my not our church's life, but in everybody's Christian life. Because it's an important part. Alright. Again, uh, so... If you get a chance to read the assignment, it's First uh, Timothy, chapter three. Next week we're going to talk about our daily. Next Sunday we'll talk about our daily walk. All right, let's close the word prayer. Heavenly Father, again we're thankful, Lord, that we can meet together and go over um, doctrine and discipleship. Lord, may you bless our our uh, study. Lord, I pray that if there's anything here, Lord, that I'm not speaking or speaking incorrectly, Lord, that you would uh, bring that to my attention. Lord, I pray for our um, anniversary Sunday today. Lord, may you bless with the invites that were given and people that come out today. Lord, if there's someone here that doesn't know Christ as their Savior, may they be uh, uh, truly saved today. In Jesus' name, amen. Sister, uh, you, yeah. you, you don't need this still or no? Um, I, was hold, I was holding on okay. to it just for... Reference for this video. Okay. I just want to make sure because it was sitting on here. I didn't know it was just garbage, so I left it up there just to make sure. Thank you. Yeah. Stop the recording.